Welcome to the Ricky Smith Show, um, the show that provides you a holistic approach to professional development. I'm your co-host, Benny, and without further ado, Ricky Smith. Good morning, Ricky. Thank you, Benny. Thank you for the introduction. Appreciate you. Uh, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am doing great. Blessed and highly favored. Uh Hey, we're going to continue talking about the Genius uh, review of uh, Kanye West's Rise of Fame. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that, man? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying this series, man. I'm definitely enjoying this series. A uh, couple of things that, that it's, it's touching on, I guess, reflection. It's touching on, you know, uh, I'm remembering what I was doing during that time you know what i mean it's, it's bringing back a lot of memories man so you know with that with that i want to i want to ask you something um so cootie made a the director um cootie made a statement and i want to get your your thoughts on it he said uh belief is the power that fuels purpose w- what do you think about that actually that was an excellent statement uh, I think more so it's, you know, a, a way of persevering through the hard, time, the hard times and the tough times in life. Everybody goes through it. I, I can think of something particular in my professional life uh, when I was an Army recruiter. Uh, and actually, I have another little piece to put with that. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to incorporate that now. Uh, there's a, a clip right now with Tom Hanks. He's in a round table with a bunch of famous actors uh, to include Jamie Foxx, Shia LaBeouf, uh, and some other names. And he says, uh, you know, it, it, it was something he said, I wish somebody told me this when I was younger or going through hard times. He, he was basically saying, you know, there's times when you feel like, man, everything, er, the world's against me. You know, everything I'm doing is wrong. And then he said, uh, a great statement. This shall, this too shall pass, and then he was like, at the same time, he said, when everybody finally gets me and everything is looking great and everything is go, this too shall, shall shall pass. So basically, he was staying. It's like you know, keep yourself grounded, uh, or work hard to you know, when you do the tough time, the through the hard times, and then when you're at that pinnacle, when you think things are going just so great, stay humble, keep your feet on the ground, by keeping your and your your eyes to the sky at the same time. You know, don't keep yourself humble during that time frame and then uh then i think about what happened to me as a recruiter when i was a young recruiter uh in knoxville tennessee and you know uh, to give you a little backstory about myself and my professional side i you know I, when i was a recruiter you know basically the way the army picks you is you know, like they basically take the top 10 percent of your branch or whatever job you were doing 
and put you in uh, recruiting, kind of let you tell your story and help out the recruiting. I mean, kind of give you a break from your normal job uh, to give you some uh, more background, in a sense, to help you uh, develop professionally, which is great, too, because there's a lot of great things I learned in recruiting. But eventually, when I first started recruiting, I was uh, doing what they told me, scripted how they wanted me to do it, and I was working hard and meeting everybody, but I wasn't putting people in the Army. And when you're around a bunch of leaders mm-hmm. in the Army, you know, they kind of frown upon you like, hey, what are you doing? You're not doing your part. Mm-hmm. You're the weakest link, Ricky. <laughs> you know, basically, you know, they were pretty much like, yeah, hey, you're the weakest link. And uh, I used to have recruiter trainers come out. Some of them was just out there to waste time going through the motions. And then I had, i never forget this guy, God bless him, this guy named Sergeant Faust. He was kind of like, you know, God gives you what you need when you, you know, he may not there. He may not be always there when you want him, but he he's there when you need it. And I needed him at that time. He went around with me that day and recruited with me, and he just watched me. And then he came back. He was like, "Smitty, you can recruit better than anybody I know." He was like, "You're just not taking credit for your work." And then he was like, when you say like, when I came here, he, he's just like, I had the impression that I was helping somebody that was scared to talk to people mm-hmm. or was just antisocial or something like that. He's like, when you went to different different areas, he said, dude, you and you were like where we were in Knoxville, Tennessee, we basically have a, a, a wide range of, you know, uh, communities and demog- uh, demographics in a, mm-hmm. in a small area. So. I took him to a high school. Some of the high schools I usually went from like the inner city schools. Then I kind of go out to the suburbs and then some business districts down by the colleges and things of that nature. He's like, he's like, Smitty, everywhere you went, everybody liked you. He was like, I've been places where recruiters, like, they just don't like you. Say like, they actually liked you. They like, hey, when you walked in, they was like, hey, hey, Sergeant Smith. They knew who you were. He was like, He's like, you, you need to use that to your advantage. He mm-hmm. said, the best recruiter doesn't have to recruit. Then he showed me about marketing and things of that nature and taking more credit for my work. And at the end of the day, I ended up becoming the number one recruiter. Mm-hmm. He was that blessing that God sent me. He, I was I was down. When you the bottom guy, and mm-hmm. Benny can attest to this, he's a recruiter as well. <laughs> like, when you the bottom guy, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. And uh, and then coinciding, listening to the, or watching the, the Kanye story, he was going through the motions with Rockefeller. Yeah. They did not believe in him. They didn't put that, you know, they didn't got, you know, give him that extra guidance or that attention that he needed. And I was like, but he persevered. He was like, he just kept his head down and kept on going. Mm-hmm. So he, that, you know, that time for his negative time, uh, it passed for him. And mm-hmm. it was so coincidental while he was going to that simultaneously, I was going through the same exact thing with the United States Army as a recruiter while mm-hmm. he was at Rockefeller. I mean, same years, everything. Yeah. Then I went on to go do bigger and better things afterwards to blew up in the Army as a recruiter, a station commander. Uh, went on to uh, when I met Benny in Detroit and we had our shared success and then we actually had uh, you know, private or, or our own uh, company outside of the uh, Army recruiting as well. So the success is there, guys. You know, you just got to, you know, it's always going to be hard times in your life. You just got to keep your head down. And then when you get there, you got to stay grounded and stay humble. You know, keep your feet on the ground and keep your head in the skies because even that time will pass sometimes. You know, it'll, there'll be a decline on that. That's yeah. just the natural order of life. This is like the life cycle of everything. So it's going to be a, a good time, a bad time. 
but just keep your, keep grinding or keep yourself humbled at the same time. With that being said, Benny, what, do you have something you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, because like listening to your story there and, and man, so you came into recruiting in 03? Actually, it was uh, 2001. You got into recruiting in 2001? The end, yeah, the, the November two thousand one was the uh, when I was recruited for the army. And oh you, wow! If you go back and look at the time frame when Kanye uh-huh. was doing all his things, yeah, it's coincidental. Same time, and I think about it. I used to listen to him and his music at that same time, and I was like, "This guy, I love this guy. He's great." Not to realize that he's going through the same thing that I'm going through. Yeah, not knowing that this guy, his message that he was saying that those 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 uh, channels that guys are giving you sometimes. Come yeah. in so many different forms, and now to see it played back on this documentary, I'm like, oh my goodness, I was going through the same thing he was going through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I may have to share share this story at a later time, but same here too. You know, a yeah. uh, lot of lot of struggles and, and and that type of thing. I got into real estate early in my life. I was mm-hmm. uh, twenty. 122 when I first got my first investment property by 22 I had like three but you know my infrastructure my my I, I didn't have it put together well and I was I was really struggling there and uh, at the same time I was in Army Reserves and I really needed to find a foundation during that time and and recruiting became a, an option for me and and so I think, um, and I, I, I'm really fast forwarding this, uh, but uh, I got into recruiting in, at the end of 03. And like, like you said, man, Kanye West, a lot of the songs that he had going on, you know, if you were going through some something during that time, if you, if, if it was so much that was relatable in his music, it was so much that was relatable in his music that, it was like he, we were, we were on that journey together, right? <laughs> he was going through whatever he was going through at Rockefeller, and I was going through whatever I was going through in, in my personal life, and you were going through whatever you were going through, and it, and I think that that's really, isn't that? Would would you say that that is the central part or the 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 main part of a good song? Is that it's relatable? That it is able to 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 motivate you? when you need it, you know? Um, But, but uh, something else that you said that made me think about Pharrell in the documentary. Um, So, you know, as you mentioned, sometimes you do feel like you, you by yourself, right? Like only you see the vision. Only you see the potential. Only you see where you're trying to go. And you want everybody else to see it, too. You want everybody else to to, to get on board because it's like, I don't know. And, and I'm speaking for my, my, myself. I get, I get excited about a vision. I get excited about an idea that I, I want to share it. I want to share in that moment with others. I want others to share in that moment with me, you know? And so sometimes, you know, you you may take that type of idea and you may not get the response that you're looking for. So then sometimes it feels as though you're not getting the support that you're looking for. 
And 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 going back to it, Pharrell said um, he, after he heard through the wire, which was a very, very powerful song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everybody took the same thing. Like, dude, you rapped about that, that that mm-hmm. that your injury, your your man, you almost died, and you <laughs> and your your yeah. your 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 ability to. Your career is based upon your mouth, and it's wired shut, and you're you're rapping through the wire, right? And so everybody was 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 just astounded at at what he showed there that that tenacity, that ability to persevere, that that resiliency, that abil- that ability to not allow um, um, a downfall. Or whatever it is, but actually to take to take a downfall and turn it into an asset, because because of that injury, it, we, he truly got our attention. But Pharrell heard the song, and he said, uh, he told him, "You're going to make it, man. And when you make it, keep the same perspective. Keep the hunger. When you feel something, you got You got You got to put it down." And he said, keep the conduit between those two places clear, right? So, and I think this echoes what we see with Kanye West as, you know, come, you know, bringing it, bringing it to today that, and this is just my opinion, that there may have been, you know, things that got between that area, you know, but that hunger and that perspective and, and that that area became unclear. And, 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 and so, like, um, I thought that 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 statement there, you know, keep that conduit yeah. clear. What did you think? What did you think of that? Yeah. To actually go back to what I was just talking about, the statement where the this two shall pass mm-hmm. and uh, what it is, I think his feet are off the ground. I mean, he's on the upturn. Everybody's feeling them and. He's not keeping himself grounded. I think it's one reason why, you know, not to take away. I mean, not to get off the topic of the uh, the documentary because we haven't gotten there yet. Right. But we all know Kanye outside of you know the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, but I think that that part is kind of like where he's uh, he didn't say ground. He didn't take that advice. I mean, he has a stake. He stuck to it professionally wise, as in you know production music wise, or mm-hmm. is that but his. In a sense, his personal life, and I really don't want to get off too much of that dude's personal life, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's part of his story, though. I mean, because that's what we're watching now is the right. personal side of it. So, but it, we haven't gotten to that part yet. But you know, if you, let's like let's, let's say if he stayed on the this this two shell pass mm-hmm. uh, path, you know, he had the grinding time, and now he's on the upside of it. Everybody's starting to feel understand the season's vision. Excuse me, and then uh, once you know, now he's kind of we we've gotten past the uh, the grind. Now he's more also on the uphill side of it, and then uh, to bring it back to his mother, man, uh, his mother, she was uh, you know to see her in his documentaries and see how impactful and supportive she is to that man. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people need that person in their life. Like for me, when I was on my downside of recruiting. It was that guy, Sergeant Faust. No, like my family couldn't, you know, relate to me being in the army and what I was going through. And but for but for him, it was his mother. 
for me, it was that guy, Sergeant Faust. You know, he was in the army. He saw, you know, people, he saw potential in me. He saw my greatness when I didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing when somebody sees your greatness when you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like, I want to work hard just to get to a certain point. He's like, he basically told me I was better than I thought I was, way better, which ended up being true. You know, I ended up, my performance ended up showing me, you know, uh, that I was better than that, uh, a lot better than uh, what I expected to be. I ended up being like the number one recruiter in our battalion. Mm-hmm. The, my state, then I got flipped into station commander row, had the number one station in the brigade because, you know, I, my work ethic and my vision. And uh, actually, even then, I took, um, what, what was it? Uh, one one guy in my uh, office, his name was Sergeant Davis, Courtney Davis. Uh, I was like, hey, man, he was a what I like to call an informal leader. And, you know, everybody has that one one guy or so that be like, you know, you put out some new information. And if they say, nah, man, this sucks, then he kind of like uh, kind of can drive your goal and your vision into the ground before he even takes off. Mm. And I was like, yeah, if I get him to buy in because he was the more popular guy, you know, in shape. You know, he he looked the, the the part of a you know a great soldier, great recruiter. I mm-hmm. was like, I gotta have this guy on my team. I'm like, if he does not vi- believe my vision, my vision is gonna go as far as it, you know me thinking about it. As far as it's gonna go, when I once I brought him in, plus I think what helped me too, he saw my success and all the accolades I was getting. It was like, dude, why wouldn't somebody want that? He's a he was a recruiter just like me not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So why would he want that same accolades I'm getting? So I'm like, look, man, you saw how, you know, I've convinced him, like, you saw the awards and accolades I was getting. I want that for you. Like, I'm in the leadership role. I can't get that as a leadership. I want you to be my guy to do that. So I taught him everything that I knew. And then we sat down and trained him every day to make sure he really got it understood what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when he got to that point, he started getting those awards and accolades. And I was like, didn't I tell you it was coming? Then he started getting. Then we were in training one day. I asked him a question in front of everybody because we used to do weekly training or weekly uh, meetings. I was like, "So, what are you doing that makes you so successful? I mean, what what did you do? I mean, you, you know, because everybody knows who used to recruit, how he was a recruiter and everything. He was very similar to me. He was going through a lot of emotions doing what Big Army was telling him to do, but that plan really didn't work for him. Then I showed him, the, you know, what he had to do to be successful, and he said it. He's like. I did exactly what Sarsif asked me to do. He told me this was, was going to happen, and it happened. You guys, y'all know who I was before this happened. So he was basically my experiment going on in a good good sense for them. So everybody else bought into it. So then, imagine, now I have 12 mini-me's basically doing the same exact thing that I would, what I did to do to be successful. For you knew it, we the top station in brigade. I'm having guys outside of military installations calling me and saying, what are you doing to make yourself so successful? Then I was like, hey, man, we just doing what the document, you know, what the training tells you, know, what the training tells you to do, which we were doing. But I put the extra emphasis on marketing and building relationships in the community. That's basically what it I mean, truly what it ended up to. You know, you mm-hmm. had to build those relationships within the community. You just can't have to go. Give me, give me, give me, give me aspect. Like I need this. I give me like, dude. Go out there. I'm like, the army gives us plenty of money to go out there and give out anyway. I was like, why not do it and be impactful while you're doing it? Like, go to a football team. How many players do you have on your team, coach? All right, I'm going to come back. I'm going to bring you all your players, water bottles and T-shirts so y'all can warm up in and this, that, and that. What's that? I need to know. 
I was like, dude, the army, it's advertised for the army, so the army's not going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> give all that stuff away, <laughs> you know. So I was just smart about of how how I did it. You know, like you're doing your job, you're not wasting money. I was mm-hmm. like, don't feel bad about giving a whole team full of like, because they would think, you know, you, you're taking away from the team. I'm like, I am the safe commander. I will order more stuff because y'all using it effectively. You putting it on the most popular kids in school, the football team. Hello, that's a great marketing tool. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you on that. So they started seeing the, they started seeing that. Oh, I get it now. You know, everybody started buying into it, and it, it felt good. Those guys, you know, when I left, they were like, "Man, sorry, Smith, can we go with you to Detroit?" I was like, "Nah, man, <laughs> it's not how it works." <laughs> I said, "But I appreciate, you know, but but it felt good to have those guys feel good because uh, about themselves and what they their struggles they going through too." Because I was like, uh. You know, I've been where you've been. I know how it feels to be down. I say, dude, just just stick to it. Keep your head, stay grounded. Keep your head down. Keep going up the hill, and it will. You know, all that success will come your way. You know that 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 actually takes me to the movie. There, you know what I mean. Yeah. That makes me uh, think about. Um, you know, it, it, it's a couple of things there. You know yeah. that 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 number one. Um, I think it's something to to consider when you feel like you you have a God-given talent or you have something within you that you you can't fight it. It's like it's, 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 it's you. It's an aspect mm-hmm. of you that must be played out. And, and it's, so, so it's, let's, let's picture let's picture a, a perfect role, right? And, 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 and like the perfect role has the perfect actor. And you are that actor. No one else can come and play that role the way that you can play it. And, and, and you have this motivation, this, this drive, this desire to come and do that in the way that only you could do it. And that, you know, I think that that's in any career, any profession, any and it doesn't necessarily have to be a career or a profession. It may, it may be just the way you parent, maybe the way you, you wash dishes. I, I, I don't know. But, but my point is, is that this talent that you have that calls out to be displayed, that calls out to be acted upon, sometimes you know, you, 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 I guess, I guess it, it may be linked to, you know, insecurity or something like that, you, or, or anxiety, uh, the fear of it, you know, it not being as good as you think it is, you know what I mean? And sometimes you look for that support, you look for that cosign from other people. And I felt, I felt like that's what Kanye was really looking for from yeah. Jay-Z from yes. from Dame Dash, from everybody. He wanted everybody to validate his talent. He he called out for it. And then at the same time, he he said, you know what? If you're not gonna get it, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to force you to give it to me because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna do things that you can't avoid me i'm gonna put it out there in such a way that you can't you can't you can't miss it and hey, it worked for him it's to add to that too man yeah uh you know as recruiters we know to look at body language when we when we're in interacting with people right and if you go back and watch the movie 
and you can see the body language and the disappointment that he yes. got from. Bro, it was eating me up, dude. I was like, dude, related to as that, a, right? As a person who knows what body language look like, I'm like, that boy is crushed right now. Yeah, in I'm the like, studio, oh, you're pitching a part when he was in the studio, right? And, yeah, and, yeah, and it was studio, other people in there. Even, uh, actually, uh, after he just shot um, through the wire, and they were mm-hmm. kind of having like a little listening party at a house or something, or yeah, it's crazy. Oh, the hotel. It, Are you talking about where hotel, Big no and, and was, Dame Dash was there? And and I think yeah, it was yeah. like a little girl was rapping or something like that for them. No, no, no. That was the uh, that was the other one. Uh but no, no, it was the one where Dame came in out of everybody was standing up around him. Like he was telling about I, okay. I paid for this. Yeah. I came out of my pocket for this. Yes. I did this. Nobody's believing yeah. in me. I'm like, you know, he was basically trying to say like yeah. I'm doing this without y'all help. Even yeah. though I'm on the Rockefeller, it means nothing. You're not helping me. I'm doing this myself. That's basically yeah. what he wanted to say. Innocent. He, he was he trying did, to. Though. He did though. He was trying to. Back, he was trying <laughs> he to say. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was. Uh, he was basically like, "Look, y'all gotta, you know, believe in me." You know what I'm saying? Then he presented that. But you know what? I was gonna. I mean, when it comes back to, it's like pressure is gonna break you, or it's gonna create a diamond. He created a diamond out of that pressure of wanting to get an album out of that. You know, he persevered. He made that a success based off of that. And then his his album went platinum, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because he kept to it so hard, you know, even when nobody believed in him. It's like, dude, I know the answer to the test. Just believe me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've been there so many times in my life, and so I, I wholeheartedly. And you know what? You know, it's funny that I'm saying that because when I went to Detroit and I was telling you, like, how I had, uh, you know, in Louisville, I mean, excuse me, back in Knoxville, I had that one guy that I had to convince, whatever. When I went to Detroit, I was like, oh, my God, I got a whole office of the Sergeant Davis's. What am I going to do? Because <laughs> everybody ever had their their uh, their whole personalities. They were very strong-driven. You were one of them. I was like, how am I going to convince all these Sergeant Davis's to believe my business? <laughs> I said, I can do one at a time. I was like, dude, this is just going – oh, my goodness. I mean, I was on an uphill battle. Uh, but we, we had – to me, we we still had a, a margin of success that I don't think that uh, before they were before I got there that y'all. I mean, you were there, so you were there before I got there. Yeah. You know, I think we we did all right uh, for what we did uh, and what we you know for the market we had, and uh, we I think we had an opportunity possibly to do a little bit better, but after we left, nobody has done what we've done. So we 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 did great for what we had in the area we did. We Scott, they actually shut down. If you uh, Google Army recruiting for Detroit, there's no there's no Army recruiting station in Detroit right now at all. Mm. So we were like the last hard push, and after we left, you know, nothing uh, came of that. Yeah. Now, so yeah. It, it, I think I think we we have stories of the necessity to you got to believe in yourself. You, you know what I mean? You got to believe in yourself. But, you know, but I, I think, too, and it, and I think they, they, they've been showing this from the first uh, uh, part of this series. Um, it, it's like the elephant in the room because we 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 all have an idea of who Kanye West is. And if if we were taking different different traits and, and saying whether or not these traits are Kanye West or or they're not, you know, when I think of the word humility, being humble, 
um, I, I wouldn't put that on him. Now, I think the way that we're talking about, you know, uh, about this for him, I'm, I, you know, we, we, we have to we have to give him credit where credit is due. You know, his energy and his drive to push that vision, to push that talent out there, you know, to achieve that vision. But what do you what do you what do you what do you feel um, what, what are your thoughts on Kanye West? I'm just going to put it out there. Kanye West and humility, being humble. What, what, what are your thoughts there? He was humble while his mother was alive. Got honest truth. You know, if you go back and look at him, and this is getting past the part of the documentary. Let, let, I don't want to go too far ahead because we're going to be talking about some stuff for the last part. Mm-hmm. But uh, up until his mother passed, he was very humble. He was still grounded. And I think uh, after his mother passed, I think that's when there was a, a, almost like a paradigm shift in his character, his in, you know his personal character. He kind of like, I'm above, you know, he started making statements of, I'm, again, we're going too far ahead. I, I don't want to go too far ahead. Right. We're not, we're not, we we're not on that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. get you. I, well, uh, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me, let's, let me, let me say let's, this. That's uh, information for the next episode. For the next, but okay. I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead on myself or I'll get too far. Ahead, but mm-hmm. to that point, so far in the movie or in the documentary, he's, he's still grounded. I mean, you see a little arrogance <laughs> or little coming out. But not to the point. So you know, some for the uh, okay. the later statements. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put say this. And I thought it was the funniest moment in the film. This guy is Kanye West is being interviewed, right? And he tells the guy with a straight face during the interview, "I'm going to be known as the best dress rapper in the game." Yeah. <laughs> What he said, man. I'm looking it's on the TV. I'm looking yeah, on the that's, TV. That's, nar- that's, that's narcissism, and I think he wasn't. I think, but that that goes with the uh, you know with rap. That kind of goes with the the whole um, not the genre, but it goes with the whole you know the background of being rappers. Cause mm-hmm. every rapper from back in the day, they talk about the gold injuries and the style and things of that nature. I mean, that it has a big part of what to do. And he he's the same age as us, so he's heavily influenced. By the same things that we were influenced on uh, in the uh, in the rap game and things of that nature. Like I said, when I think on our last interview or our last segment on this, uh, Kanye is all of us. That if we could all rap, he that's why he's he's perfect. Like not everybody's a D boy and not everybody's a, a backpack rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's a. Uh, He's us. You know what I'm saying? He is almost the voice for us. That's why he relates so well to so many people. It's like, we know he's not a gangster. Right. But he lives in the gangster neighborhood. We know he's not a you know a skillful backtrack rapper because he's not like he wasn't up in the suburbs and nothing like that. But he his mom was a teacher. So education is in his father, and he stepped on his his father. I guess he's educated as well because he was a Christian counselor or something to that nature too. I mean, he they only mentioned it once in the last episode. So he, even though he he's us, you know what I'm saying? Like my, for myself, I, I really love education. I'm a learner. I take value in education. He's that same. He, you know, he doesn't talk about it, but he's a learner. If you look at his skill set and what he does. 
he started learning music at a very young age. They tell about it. He starts about 13, 14 years old, and then he gets better than his teachers. Mm. His teachers or his guys that he actually he came in conflict with one guy who he made a diss song about Kanye because he didn't get mentioned in an interview or on the newspaper. Kanye came straight out like, dude, I didn't intentionally not do that. I told them about you. They didn't put your name down. That, that had nothing to do with me. But that guy took offense to it. So he came in conflict with one of his own uh, tutors or one people that actually put him on producing things of that nature. He's like, no, I want to give you credit of what you did for me. He, he, in fact, at no point in time, it's not in a person that I don't think he hasn't given credit to uh, when it comes to he gives credit, to, definitely gave credit to his mother. And then he also gives credit to the past producers that taught him. But he surpassed them. Hmm. He did the work. He says in his songs, I lock myself in this, you know, in the, uh, what is it? He likes to do three beats for three summers or like five beats a day for three summers. So imagine you go down in your basement for three summers, make five beats a day. That is beyond becoming a, this a producer. You are mastering that craft. So he he is a learner. He 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 really he doesn't talk about it, but he he actually appreciates the uh, the fact of learning. I mean, but then again, that's our whole culture with uh, hip hop and things of that nature. If you're not a bad boy, or you know, you put that's why he has to talk about the the uh, the opulent stuff of uh, rap to make himself more fit in with people. He was like, yeah, I got to get the Versace. You know, he got mix. He got has to make reference to all those shiny things to make. And uh, I, how uh, Lauren Hill say back, I gotta say, uh, I had to fuck you for you ignorant niggas hear me. <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, real talk. I mean, in order for people to really hear what you gotta say, you gotta ask some ignorance, dumb it down, just so people can hear you. You he know, it's, like, a, it's a few rappers that actually allude to that too now. I mean, yeah. um, uh, uh, ah, what is it? He came from Chicago too. Very intelligent rapper. Uh, Are you I about like common? him. You talking about common? Not common. Young guy too. It's a young guy. I think he probably came out Tim? around. Just rapper. No. Uh, he came out after Kanye, maybe a couple of years. Uh, I think Jay Z co-signed on some of his stuff too. Um, oh man, the dude is. I'm trying to even think of one of his singles hold on uh, I, but but I, and, and it'll come to me but what I wanted to what I wanted to what I wanted to say is is it, you know with Kanye like he makes me think of like David in the Bible and and even Solomon in the Bible or even um just basically people that are endowed with a talent, but they have an Achilles heel. They and I think I think Kanye's Achilles heel is his ego. I and, 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 and I and I and we're attributing a lot of his growth and where he where he made it is because his ego his ego helped drive him. His ego was like you know. You it's need to let everybody. It's his gift and his curse, man. And I think you know, getting from the series, it, it, it's like it's it's the elephant in the room that mm-hmm. his ego is going to be his biggest problem. It is mm-hmm. his biggest problem, but it's at the same time, 
is helping them. And dude, I can relate to that, man. I can sh- I can surely relate to that because it does feel like sometimes, man, that that you you have to if you're not patting yourself on the back, nobody else will. If you're not if you're not, you know, believing in yourself, nobody else will. If you don't see your talent, nobody else will. But at the same time, and I've been told this on several occasions and every time it, it it's it's been said to me I had to pause for a minute and and I and I can't say I always understood what it meant but they they I've been told by many people man check your ego just just stay humble just make sure you stay humble and that is a challenge man that is a tremendous challenge and I think that that's that's what we're seeing with Kanye too. And like you said, I think it is in the it is in the industry. It's a part of the industry that he's in. It's very much so. It's very much so part of it. And not, not to take away from you, but a person has to, in a sense, pat themselves on the back or mm-hmm. set goals for themselves because, like you said, if you don't, nobody else will. Right. So you have to, in a sense, have to. Do it, you like you know, but in a, and but when you're articulating it, you kind of in a sense got to keep it to yourself. Nobody likes the the guy that brags about himself too much. They call right. narcissist and things like. But if you, if I do really great things, you're going to talk about me later. So what? With that being said, you know, in a sense, kind of like let your actions. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell somebody to be humble or tell them to be not to be narcissist. But because, you know, like, for example, uh, Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. That is his statement. I'm the greatest. Now, everybody, when, when you hear some, when, when you hear I'm the greatest, everybody kind of in a sense like, oh, you talking about Muhammad Ali. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. He the told everybody, I'm the greatest, you know, fight <laughs> of all time. You yeah. have, and, he, and, he, and, he, and mm-hmm. everybody agree with him. Like, you know what? You are, you know, you are the people's champ. You, you know, you know, uh, you fought, you are a, a hard fight in and out of the ring. But you, when you say I'm the greatest, you know you gotta live up to it, and he actually lived up to it. You know he he was up the top, and he went down, he went up. You know he had to gain the belt three different times. So you know that's that's a testament of that man's work and what he did. You know he you know he didn't just talk about it; he lived it, he did it. So when when you tell somebody you know quit being a narcissist, I mean in a sense you have to be to a certain extent because it's kind of like, hey world, look at me. I'm a I say if I'm gonna make this statement, I'm gonna go out there and earn it. But, you know, if you've done it and I, I mean, I get it to the sense of, you know, when somebody's tired of hearing people brag about themselves. I mean, because I've done it at times as myself, too. Like, man, we don't want to hear about you again, about this and things of that nature. But because it kind of gets old to them, because what it is, it's like, oh, so what have you done for me lately? Like, yeah, you did that before. But what are you doing now? And we as people, we actually got to realize that stuff, even though we're giving ourselves that pat on the back. But like, okay, that was then. What what are you doing now to help improve somebody else's life? What are you doing now to help somebody else? That's where, you know, you got to get away from the narcissist and kind of be like, how am I adding value to the people around me? I mean, yeah. that is truly where, you know, that makes, in a sense, in, a, in the business world, that's where titans come from, you know, because they're adding value to not just them, they're adding value to the organization. And the people around them, you know, they're lifting people up around them. So 
That and part. actually, and it's, it's, that's what I wanted to do with you know with why I did really well in uh, Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I already got them success. I wanted them to feel the same exact way I felt because I felt that when it was bad, you know, on that, that time, you know, go back to this two shall pass. I was on that getting beat down little part of my life. I was like, oh my goodness, I just need some help. Somebody please point me in the right direction. And then I started going in into that uh, upper side and I wanted them to, to have the same thing. So it wasn't a matter of me just talking about myself. I'm like, look, I was sharing my story. Like, look, y'all know how bad I, bad I had it. I don't want y'all to go through that. I want y'all to have the success side that I had without having to go through all that bumping the head and all that stuff. And uh, it ended up being, it worked in my favor. So I like, like Sergeant Faust, he saw the greatness in me before I even knew it because a true great leader is not just about themselves. They're about their team and organization. Yes. And I think Sergeant Faust for that. I'm like, he saw that. That's just the thing about it. It kind of took me up. Cause I'm like, he saw the greatness in me when I did. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, man. Yeah, so, and, and I think so. Right, you 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 just you just hit on it. I think it probably the toughest thing to do. And so, well, well, well let me let me speak on it this way. So, I I, I received a, a text message out the blue um, the other day from a, a, a old uh, company commander I had, and um, and we it, we had a conversation about ego. And this was during the time that I was identifying mine and seeing yeah. how I needed to bring it back, bring it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, um, you know, he sent me a text and he said, uh, basically, thank you for your conversations, man. And, and and he's told me this periodically. And it's just it's like I don't talk to him every day. But when, when he reaches out to me, it's it's like, hey, man, thank you. Thank you for that last conversation. And and usually the conversations, because I, I, I can talk kind of harsh and I can be very blunt and straightforward. And um, and I think I, I mentioned something along the lines of uh, a situation he was sharing with me that, you know, really, man, I think your ego is in the way there. And you, your ego is preventing you from seeing this. And, uh, and you know, man, when I told him that, you know, I, 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 I kind of feared that he would take it the wrong way. And I hope that he would not. And, and, and for him to come back months later or whatever and say thank you for that, that meant so much to me. That was the affirmation that that and and look, not 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 that I even needed to share this is because the reason why I'm sharing this story is that your affirmation, you you let other people praise you. You let other people, you know, tell you you're doing a good job. And I know I know what it is. You you, you can see like I am doing a good job and I'm, I'm not getting the the credit I feel like I deserve. And I, and that's that battle, man. That's that yeah. struggle, man. But, but, but you got to understand that that struggle is ego driven. It's ego driven because if you if, if you didn't desire that so much, why would it bother you? That's it. Why would it bother you? And so, um, I'll, so again, I say, 
stay, stay strong. I believe stay strong in doing the right thing. Stay strong and adhering to your values. You know what I mean? And you ain't going to always be right. Sometimes you're going to be wrong, even though you're adhering to your values and you're trying to walk the straight and narrow, you're still going to be wrong. But 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 still allow your values to guide you. And, and if you don't get the credit that you deserve, just be patient because I think that they will come. I, and I think, you know, that takes us back to the to the to the show, too. I don't think that Kanye. He wasn't patient. Him getting back into the studio while his why why his mouth was wired. The dentist is like, man, what, what are you doing? It's, it, essentially, you're not going to heal right. And he's like, look, man, the hell with what you talking about, dude. I'm trying this vision that I have. Can't wait. Yeah. What I'm trying to achieve can't wait to have that mindset. I actually, I think he was worth to have that mindset mm-hmm. because him being the entertainment, he he works for himself, right? right? And with that, you know, when you're in the entertainment, what's hot at that moment has to be hot at that moment. Yeah, like the way he makes music and the music he made in 2001 or the early mm-hmm. the beginning of the century mm-hmm. is not hitting like it would today. You know, so it's not could, he, could could that be that his? Do you okay with with saying it like that? Do you believe that his is he that shining star? You know what they say: if if, if the the star that burns brightest burns out the fastest, or something along those lines. Do do you think that that's what we're seeing right now? That yeah, could he had exactly. pushed it's, so hard that, was, that he's burnt himself out? That well, I ain't gonna say burnt himself out. Okay. But you gotta realize in the entertainment system, I mean the entertainment industry itself, I think that is it that stays evident. I mean, it's really hard to stay relevant in the, the industry for so many years because mm-hmm. you know you can have a like the one hit heck, the one hit wonders are the biggest example. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hot right then. And they come out with us, then they get the sophomore jinx and nobody's feeling them. Mm-hmm. He didn't he in himself but he was, you know, he's special. I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna say he's <laughs> he, he's different than most most entertainers because one, he's like the whole embodiment of an entertainer. He can create the the music, you know, um, get on the production side of the house. And then he said it in his first interview or this first part of the documentary. He's like, every beat I made, I made for me to rap on. Mm-hmm. So imagine every single song that he's produced, even for other people. He made it for himself to rap on it. He saw he had that much confidence in his own self and his skill set that he's like, I'm gonna rap on this. You know, he like every beat I'm making, I'm gonna rap on this. You know, saying so he he always had in his mind that he was gonna rap on. He's like, he just happens to know how to produce. And uh he him and uh oh I love the one part uh of the story, this one where him and uh Biggs got into it. I think it's what his name is or he said the big face guy, whatever he said. He's like, I'm the North Rockville, I'm the big face guy, whatever. He was like, he's like, I'm a, I'm introducing you, I'm a rapper producer. The greatest like, rapper the producer. Like, right, greatest rapper. He didn't want to like, be known as that. He's like, don't put me in. He's like, I'm a rapper. Don't don't put me in as rapper. He's like, <laughs> he's like, don't you know? He's like, and he kind of had to bring it home to him. He was like, yes, I can produce, but I'm a rapper, man. Listen to me. I'm a rapper. Of course, it's kind of like, like saying the best female MC. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just make me a rapper. Don't put nothing else on top of it. The best kid rapper. And like it's like kind of like with uh, Bow Wow yeah. back in the day. It's like yo, don't put don't put that label on me. He's yeah. like, I'm just a straight. Just put me down as rapper. And yeah. and even the the whole that goes back to seeing the body language. I can see it. That's right there when I saw his face. He was defeated at that moment. He was like, "This is one of the heads of the Rockefeller." If he don't believe I'm a rapper, he he really he's trying to say rapper produce. I'm like, no, I'm just a rapper. I mean, this can't this happens to know how to make really dope tracks too. At the same time, he's like, no, I am a rapper. You know, you got to believe me. he he believed in himself enough, and then he I, I give him credit. He he stuck to it when nobody else believed in him. I mean, that's the one thing I do give him credit for. He kept his head down and pushed through the wire. And he you he was resourceful. He knew how to network. Mm-hmm. That's if any guys are listening out here, and you know, learn how to network. That's probably the biggest of anything you can take away from that. He used his his buddy system like nobody I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, he was his friends, but you gotta realize too, he also has made hits for people. So he already had the resume out yeah. there. Like, hey, y'all know I'm worthy. I'm not just some off the you know cuff kid walking down the street. Hey, I got a cool beat. You want to hear? You know, he wasn't that guy. He's already made a name for himself. So he took those uh, that hard work ethic he already put in and used it to his advantage. He got in the neighborhood. Uh, he got out there and was like, "Hey, I need some help." It's almost in a sense because back in the day he was selling his beats for a little bit of nothing, and he made big guys. So though in a, in a way it's called uh, the rulers uh, repository. And the same thing I was trying to keep, teach my recruiters. I'm like, give that stuff to the community. Do stuff for them. Don't always ask for them. And then when you need them, they're going to come through for you. Mm-hmm. He did the same exact thing. He gave those beats away. And in a sense, not gave away, but you know, he was sobbing really cheap when he first came out until he, his name blew up or whatever. But for the most part, in a sense, he was giving that away. Make mm-hmm. it, imagine. Go back to his statement, his song. I made five beats a day for three summers. That's that's a ninety day period. Five beats a day. Right. That's, that's four hundred fifty beats. Three summers. That's over thirteen. <laughs> that's over thirteen hundred beats. Right. That he gave you know in a sense gave away. He gave that way. He you know that was pretty much fodder for him, and he just gave it away for people to get his name out there. He he marketed himself to like, hey man, I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there so everybody knows. What I can, my value that I could bring for them, and then uh, when it came time for payups and favors, they was like, "Yeah, you did give me a good deal on this beat," and it ended up turning out to be a, a gold hit. I made so much money off it. Why wouldn't I go go out the way and help you out? And, it's and, called reciprocity. <laughs> yeah. So I think again, you know, you have a talent. You, mm-hmm. you have a God-given talent. You have the, the drive. You have that calling upon you to, to, to do something with it. But at the same time, man, you got to, the stories keep ending the same way. Like I said, it, the, 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 this, the story of Kanye West is reminiscent of other stories. Like, okay, I mentioned David and, and Solomon. Hey, started off as great people, started off as great heroes, right? And 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 each had a calling upon them, each had a talent upon them. But how they story ends is 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 also linked to their egos, 
linked to their their lack of control you know and so the lack of lack of control you you're going to be your own worst enemy you're going to be the cause of your downfall i think that that's something to remember i think that's something to remember out of the stories of david and solomon you know Mm -hmm. i think i think that's something to remember out of the story of kanye west too that you know, he, he is truly his own worst enemy, though, you know, and and, and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy because I, I, I honestly, I again, I do admire his tenacity. I do admire his 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 perseverance, his resiliency. I do admire his talent. I admire so much about the guy, but I, I also see, too, he, he, he's teaching me, too that it's things that I need to watch for in my own life. You know what I mean? And that's that ego. That ego can get out of hand. That ego can mm. sabotage all of that other stuff that you're trying to do. It can, it, can, it, it can tear it all down as quickly yeah. as it is built up. You know? It goes back to, you know, yes, you were hot, you were this and that during that time frame, but what have you done for us lately? Lately, yeah. That's great. But what have you done for us lately, big guy? You know, you always got to think of it. It's not about you and what you've done. It's about what you can do and how can you, can, you know, continuously help build or help build the people around you. That help part. Them develop. You got to help them develop. You got to. Yeah. What, you're so great. You were great. So make me great, too. Don't yeah. worry about this for yourself make us all great and, you know it's i mean and then in a sense that's egotistical for the people around you to say that too like hey make me great too but i mean you really don't owe anything to anybody but if you go in with my frame of like hey i'm gonna work hard and success and then i want to share this if people start thinking more of like the more i can share the more i can help more people hmm. that's going to actually lift you up more so than anything you know you got to put put yourself out there to not necessarily lose, but to give away, or it's it's like big corporations, they all donate to contribute. You know, I mean, well, for tax write purposes, but they contribute to, uh, you know, organizations to help them out. You know, to you know, like a, a Red Cross or a, you know, educational something. You know, people grow up like, hey, I want to help other, you know, smaller people's visions or people that need help. To, that's helping other people too. Mm-hmm. So if you can get to that point to where you can grow and help other people without being too egotistical look at me type of thing i mean at the same time you again you gotta have that you know if you're going to talk about it, you gotta live it too you know if you want to be hey i want to be that big i'm the greatest guy you gotta live it and then at the same time you got to be able to do stuff that helps people i think that's where muhammad ali was more so very uh popular with people you know he went through a lot uh not to get off uh kanye but he went through a lot uh, through his time, imagine he was the champ and got stripped away because he, you know, refused the the go to the draft or whatnot. And a lot of people found, you know, common with him or related to his story and everything. Like as black people, like why should we go and fight for? Because segregation was still around at the time. Like why should we go fight for our country? They don't care about us. Mm-hmm. And that was real at that time. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, fast forward, you know, now everybody as a whole sees like, oh wow. He was a great person who went through a lot. You know, he endured. Now they really see that while wow, he is the greatest. Hmm. You know, he kind of, yeah. you know, he 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 brought, he uh, spoke it into existence for himself. Right. That's the affirmation. He he truly, he truly brought the affirmation out to for himself 
for everybody to kind of, you know, in a sense, buy into. He's like, yeah, he is the greatest ghost. He wasn't just great for him, himself in the sport. He was great outside of the ring as well, too. Yeah. He put it all on line, inside the ring and outside the line. That was makes you great. It's like, hey, I'm doing this for you. Great at my job. And I'm great at helping people outside of my job. Right. So once people all have that mind frame of like, hey, I'm going to do great. For, yes, I'm going to do great at my job. I'm going to let everybody know I'm going to come here to do the best every day. And then when I'm outside, I'm going to do the best for those around me too, my community as well. If people can kind of balance that, I mean, that's where you truly need to be at, balance-wise. Plus, Ali was never like a flashy, flashy type of guy. Like, look at my jewels. Look at my, you know, he was never that guy. He was like truly like a grounded person outside of the ring. He was a, you know, he wanted to holler at the people. He was never like the get the people away from me type guy. You know, he always wanted to interact with everybody around. He didn't really see it. He kept himself humble in a sense of, hey, man, I, I, I'm a man just like you. He gave people their respect. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, that that's yeah. a big part of, I think, a balance. A lot of people, got, you know, once you figure that out, you can do really, something. Yeah. You can success in life. I, and I, I don't I think that Kanye has really gotten that part yet. I think that's the part he's missing. I, I think I think he and this is my fi- final note here, so we can <laughs> wrap this bad boy up. But oh, yeah. um, and I think that, that this this whole conversation that we've had um, kind of has touched on this point too. Um, what do we do when, when when we are in a position where we're trying to? So let's picture a hierarchy. Let's picture a try. You know the 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 pyramid that we're trying to make it to the top um, in a hierarchy, man. I think that, and I saw it in the army too. So, you know, you, you, you reach a rank that you're in a position of leadership It's still people above you and it's people below you. And, and I remember talking to my son about this. Um, when you find yourself in that position and you want to make the next rank, it's not about focusing on the next rank, because see, if 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 you if you are, let's say you you know use it as numbers, uh, the higher the number, the higher the rank. If you are if you are if you are a five, right? You are a five. Mm-hmm. You want to make it to six, right? Well, yeah. the person, let's say at seven, who probably has the power to move you from five to six is going to say, okay, if I moved you from five to six, who taking your spot? Especially if you're doing great there, right? So now you might feel like, man, I've been busting my ass. I've been doing great at this five level. I deserve six, right? I deserve six. Seven is like, you have been doing great. You've been doing such a great job that I can't replace you. So if I took you out of five and put you at six, guess what? Now I'm hurting. Even if I was missing somebody in the six, let's say it's a vacant spot at six, right? So at seven, I'm concerned that I have a vacant spot at six. You doing great at five and everything else below that. But I have a vacancy at six. If I took you out of five and put you at six, then now I got a vacancy at five. And I got such a a huge vacancy because you did such a great job. It may not necessarily even benefit me to move you 
from five to six, unless I'm going to have you do both of the jobs, which you're not going to want to do because it's going to overpower you. It's going to overwhelm you. But see, here's the thing. If you are five and you want to make it to six, you have to create your replacement. You have to train the four. Your folk, if you're trying to get promoted, your focus needs to be on replicating you. And now some people will wrestle with this, and this is where the ego comes in. Because you don't want to train somebody to do better than you. You don't want to train somebody to take your job. You're trying to hold on to your position of, 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 of praise. You're trying to hold on to your position of clout. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's where you're missing it. I think if you really want to earn the position of six, then you need to be able to create a five out of a four. You need to be able to replicate you. Even, and matter of fact, the person that comes in, your replacement needs to be capable of doing better than you. And you shouldn't fear that. Because if I'm a seven and I see a five that's, that's replicating his ability, I want that five at six. And I want that five at six and with me as I move up. Because now I want that, I want that five. Once he gets to six, I'm trying to train that five, or now he's a six. I'm trying to train him to be a seven. I'm trying to train him to take over and then see things in that holistic approach, to see things in the bigger picture. But in order to do that, you can't be the center pitcher. You you have to be in a position to leverage. For others, you have to be the stepping stone. I think Kanye has done that with get good music, but I wonder, has does his artists feel like that? Maybe they do. I, I mean, I, I like what he did with Pusha T, and I think we might be moving into like the future episode here because yeah, I want to see how they yeah. how they show Actually, him building his company. Some, we don't have to say it for later because yeah. somebody did a uh, great interview that one of his artists. Uh, we yeah we we can kind of plug it. Yeah, he doesn't feel that way. You need to go back, <laughs> get opportunity, to go yeah. back and watch the Big Sean uh, interview on uh, the uh, Drink Champs. You know the one with Nori and the other fella. They do a it's like a two hour long interview, and he talks about his experience uh, with good music as well as I mean he it's so weird. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of similarity that what Big Sean's going through that he did with um with Rockefeller. But well thank you folks for listening in today. Uh we're gonna have some great topics coming up here in the near future. Continue to stick with Ricky and Benny uh, on the Ricky Show and thank you for tuning in. Yeah, take it easy now. Thank you again. <laughs>